I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. We're heard coast to coast all over the country, thanks to a number of affiliates in the United States. We're grateful for the program directors who air this program. Also, Aftermath.fm is our affiliate online. You can go there and listen if you can't catch us on the radio. Or TalkStreamLive.com. And if you want to listen to the shows at a more convenient time, we always have Aftermath.media. Sign up today. We have uh, subscription bonus, actually subscriptions that are, that'll fit your budget. And so anything from $10 to start to $73 a year. And, of course, we have friends and family, which... Uh, is you and three other people for 139 a year. So check it out. It's aftermath.fm. It supports the show. We really appreciate those who support the show. Thank you so much. So last night I took the time to actually watch the harvest moon. It was beautiful. And as I was glancing at it, I saw out of the corner of my eyes something that I thought was unusual. It was brilliant, a brilliant light. It was moving towards the moon. And I thought that whatever it was, It made the whole moon affair less beautiful and more spooky. Now, I'm not saying that what I was seeing was a flying saucer or an alien spaceship, but it could have been, you know, (laughs) who knows? And then I thought, yeah, it could be one of Elon Musk's toys. Anymore, you have to be careful not to be fooled by bright lights because they can be almost anything now in the sky because they're doing a lot of launches and see a lot of strange things. When spooky things appear in the sky, witnesses of often been reluctant to report them for fear of mockery by others, especially in the halls of government. And these days, fewer people are laughing at UFOs and people who see them. Unidentified flying objects, unidentified aerial phenomena. That's what the government calls them. But uh, they've now been taken more seriously by U.S. officials in recent years, starting in 2007, with a small secretly funded program that investigated reports of military encounters. The program, whose existence was first reported by the New York Times in December of 2017, was revived by the Defense Department last summer as the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. The department said that the task force's mission was to detect, analyze, and catalog sightings of strange objects in the sky that could potentially pose a threat to United States national security. Now, service members were newly encouraged to speak up if they saw something with the idea being that removing the stigma behind reporting something weird would provide the authorities with a better idea of what was out there. Well, it's been three months since the government filed their report about the UAP UFO incursion that was reported by our Navy. The reports really gave us no idea what was going on because as usual the government's two-faced and full of misleading answers when it comes to safety and well-being of the people stories about strange phenomena continue and reports suggest that these ufo sightings are increasing and yet the media has ignored them because the government has issued their statements so the media has abandoned their interest in these matters and it's like the sighting increase is happening but the media has put all of the sighting stories on hold. They used to be novelty. Now, uh, not so easily persuaded to put these stories on the air. The idea that aliens 
had frequented our planet has been circulated among ufologists since the post-war years when a Polish immigrant by the name of George Adamski claimed to have rendezvoused with a race of kindly Nordic-looking Venusians who were disturbed by the domestic and interplanetary effects of nuclear bomb tests. In the summer of 1947, an alien spaceship was said to have crashed near Roswell, New Mexico. Conspiracy theorists believe that vaguely anthropomorphic bodies had been recovered there and that the crash debris had been entrusted to private military contractors who raced to unlock alien hardware before the Russians could. Documents unearthed after the fall of the Soviet Union suggested that the anxiety about an arms race supercharged by alien technology was a mutual affair. All of this, ufologists claimed, had been covered up by Majestic 12, which was a clandestine paragovernmental organization that convened under executive order by President Truman. Now, many people who know UFO history have heard all this before, and as crazy as it all sounds, this was our first attempts at disclosure, and even though a relatively small crowd started listening, there were plenty of scientists and skeptics that were always here to say that nothing was there to be seen. And so most of these stories are are just left to discernment. Now, we can say that for decades, UFO and alien stories have reached the point of folklore and urban legend. Hollywood hasn't helped either. And there are a few newspapers and news reporters that love to mock people who've been you who've seen something in the sky that just doesn't belong there. Doesn't belong to anything here, or in some respects, there are definitely a few people that have trivialized the subject saying, well, I don't believe in UFOs. I want to debunk UFOs. But the thing is, if you see something unidentified in the sky, it's a UFO. If you identify it, then it's not a UFO anymore. So saying you don't believe in UFOs, what you should say is you should say, I don't believe that what I see in the sky that's strange is being piloted by extraterrestrials. The unrelenting denial of possible extraterrestrial, ultra-terrestrial activity on this planet by the U.S. government has precipitated an uninterrupted deluge of accusations, acts of co-intel pro and cover-ups, and other things. And this contributes to conspiracy theories, fringe speculations, faux scientist inquiries, and a growing multitude of reports of unacknowledged encounters and abduction cases. In addition, the subject has become so thoroughly inundated with obvious disinformation, hearsay, and manufactured artifacts. Not only that, but forged films, hoaxed films, videos of alien autopsies, misunderstandings by the media, missing information, added added inapplicable information again provided by the media, and a myriad of other conflicting data which have made the subject hard to grasp for those who consider themselves skeptics or skeptical. When you try to break through misinformation, disinformation, it has always been wise to realize that no matter how smart you think you are, if you are operating with erroneous or incomplete information, you'll never uncover or find a solution to any issue. That's why I find it so discouraging that there are certain individuals that tend to have a myopic view of what is around them and that they fear the idea of opening their minds to the new understanding of old ideas. There seems to be this willful ignorance that can be worn comfortably by individuals of different political and religious beliefs that contributes greatly to a 
dysfunctional and hypocritical society. But the fight for truth continues, and some people in places of power are giving subtle hints that they know there's at least something to be said about alien interactions with human beings. If we go back in history and we look at we look at presidents like Truman or Kennedy, Ford, Carter, and Reagan, they all told us, every one of them told us that flying saucers were real. And it seems that this part of history has always been ignored. During the Cold War era, the public enthusiasm for UFOs and the mountain of sightings was a double-edged sword, while the military developed their public relations stunt of haphazardly investigating UFOs with Project Blue Book. Many people walked away unsatisfied because they knew, they knew what they saw. And it wasn't some weather balloon of the gods either. They knew what they saw. And the military has now claimed that alien visitations was a helpful theory to explain away the top secret programs developed near Roswell and Nevada's Area 51, where the Air Force and CIA developed recognizance programs they were intended to look deep into the Soviet Union and, of course, early CIA documents showed the agency was worrying about the American public's obsession with aliens in the 1950s and whether or not that could make, a, make the United States vulnerable to Russian disinformation efforts. In the 1950s, the CIA reviewed the test flights of the U-2 reconnaissance planes and then... They, uh, they were looking at the A-12 aircraft, which is the predecessor of the iconic SR-71 Blackbird in the 1960s. And they found that roughly half of UFO sightings were attributable to those top secret programs. So in a sense, the public fixation with space aliens provided a degree of cover for the CIA, but taking advantage of the public obsession at a cost. See, in 1997, historical study by the CIA found that while they believed their deceptions were justified, what they did is they added fuel to later conspiracy theories. However, if the, if the military thinks that a few sightings of experimental craft is, is enough to say that most of these UFOs were theirs, then how do we account for I don't know, maybe the 10, 5, 10% of the sightings that go unexplained. How do we explain the advent of UFO sightings that even baffle the military? Well, times have changed now. We have Navy videos that show some unexplained phenomena that has resonated with the public. It's been 50 years since we've had something that grasped onto... And while government officials may be frustrated with the public gravitating to reports of space aliens to understand unexplained phenomena, some experts say the government's own reflexive silence contributes to the speculation and conspiracy theory. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts, 
or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.